What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 91 of Geekscape. I'm joined this week by my good buddy from Film Threat, Zach Haddad. Uh, you guys remember... I pronounced that correctly, didn't I? I'm uh, pronouncing it based on how you say it on your phone when I leave which is message. Which is Haddad. Okay, Haddad. this is weird because it's actually Haddad. That's the, the Lebanese pronunciation. Well, that's, how, that's what I said the first time you were on the show. Which was totally fine. That's how I say it. Then which why do you say it on your own phone? You say, hi, you reach Zach Haddad, leave me a message. Why did you... I remember? grew up in a dumb, white... Trash town, Bakersfield, 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 California. Yeah, and don't, don't they let that all, change you. Don't let that change me. Should no. I just go back to Haddad all yeah, the time? Yeah, Zach Haddad. Even then if you I risk will. getting fucking shot by white people. Yeah, don't September 11th was so name. awesome. Don't compromise your name. Yeah. Well, you know what? He probably Juanito grew up. London? Yeah, I'm. Juan, I, I am Juanito London, and I'm your host uh, on Geekscape. This is a uh, movies, video games, and comic book podcast. It runs almost an hour, so I'm warning you: if you're not interested in movies, video games, and comics you should stop watching right now uh we usually give you the latest news and reviews i'm joined every week by a new co-host and uh zach hadari uh is my guest this week um on his eternal quest for jihad um wow hate speech in the first minute yeah is that a record at all no no it's not uh we are always up with the stereotypes if you ever forget stereotypes um, we're pretty good at reminding you. Have you been okay since the last time we saw you? It was recent, but we love yes. having you back. Yeah. You shaved and you, you parted your hair properly. Just a little. Do you, do you like that? Properly. Uh, yeah. It was the 50s. He was, he was a bit of a um, crazy bird lady. He had like a bird's nest going That's on. That's right, I did. So now, yeah, now, you're now I actually proper. look proper. Yeah. Yeah, you're presentable. I'm, I'm told I look a little younger, though, without the giant Kevin Smith goatee. <laughs> right? The audience liked you, though. Oh, they did. So we had to bring you back. That's cool. You're knowledgeable. Um, did you miss me though? That's that's my question. Dude, we talk on IM every day. Yeah, that's true. We do. <laughs> I don't have room to miss you. Yeah. I do. Well, have <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, because I also we've been hanging out more. We've been hanging out. We said we were gonna hang out more. We had all those gay ass like. Yeah, like we should hang out. out. Yeah, we, we are actually, actually did. hanging out. We saw Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist together and ate uh, cheesesteaks. Oh, and had beers. Yeah, and I, had I beers. Called, that was like the biggest guy date. <laughs> yeah. I, I called Gilmore and I said, uh, I said, what are you up to? And he goes, I'm about to step into a movie, actually. And he just left it at that. And I go, you know, usually if you're going to go see a movie and you're a geek, you let them know. I'm about to see this movie. I'm going to go see yeah. The Dark Knight. I'm going to go see a movie with Zach. What are you guys going to see? <laughs> Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. I'm like, you Fucking cock gobblers! <laughs> like that is the worst. Yeah. The middle of the movie. If I touch you like this and you kiss me like that, or like a, or like a really Wasn't slow stroke song. Yeah. 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 He's or, like, hey man, I thought you ordered no butter on this popcorn. <laughs> Te gusta? Um, get an armrest and locking pinkies. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't a lot. Hold me. Um. But uh, listen, I saw a, a tough guy movie. Is that all right that I go to see movies that don't involve uh, um, wusses? I guess so. Dating and stuff like yeah. that. Uh, I went to see this new uh, movie, Body of Lies. It's got Leonardo DiCaprio and Russell Crowe in it. And uh, it involves a bunch of Middle Eastern intrigue like we've had earlier in this episode. Um, and what it is, it's the, basically the war on terror. And uh, it's Ridley Scott. And uh, structurally, I think the movie is similar to um, American Gangster, which I thought was a little bit of a long movie. Yeah, it was. And th- this movie is a little bit long, uh, but you've got the guy on the ground, who's Leonardo DiCaprio. He's a kick-ass soldier. He's all about getting the intel, infiltrating the guy, uh, the terrorists, 
using their own approaches, which is basically kicking ass and not relying too much on technology. Because you got to think, and there's a really good monologue, because uh, the intelligence guy back in the States is Russell Crowe. And he, there's a really good piece of dialogue that he says earlier when he's giving a debriefing. And he's like, basically, the terrorists are fighting people from the future. We have all this technology, and we have all these ways of tracking them, but it only works to the extent of the technology. If they're communicating, and if they're setting up attacks, which is what they're trying to do, they're trying to find this, um, this terrorist uh, leader who's planning attacks throughout Europe. They're trying, that's the goal of the movie, to, to get this guy. And he says, if we're trying to attack these guys, and they all of a sudden just go silent, they stop using cell phones, they start um, exchanging like their communique, they start doing it in person through written messages, how the fuck are we going to track that? It's not a cell phone that you can that's tap sweet. into. It's not anything that you can see through a satellite. It's handshakes. Wow. And it's actually pretty cool. And, and, and I don't know how much of that is true, but I can imagine that with all this technology and stuff, you would have thought that it would be a, a you know. So, so there's a realism to the movie that I thought was pretty good. And that one piece of dialogue was awesome. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio is that guy who has to infiltrate a bunch of terrorist organizations that use this new mode of communication and organization. Uh, so there's a lot of detail in the movie. It uh, moves procedurally, uh, like you would expect from a movie like this, uh, A to B to C to D. And things start to complicate once um, Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, very early on in the movie, he and his buddy get a bunch of intel that leads them to Jordan. And the Jordanians have their own intelligence community that works in a different way. They've got their own ways of doing it. and. The, the the actor who plays the Jordanian head of uh, of um, security is just fucking hardcore. He he does a great job. You see him in the in the trailer, and you almost think he's the bad guy because he's so it's such a heavy. And he's like, the one thing is, you're working in my country. Don't ever lie to me. And that's when Leonardo DiCaprio and Russell Crowe start to have their miscommunications. You told me you weren't going to do it. I didn't tell you anything, and it causes Leonardo DiCaprio, who has to deal with this dude face to face. He's put in a compromised situation where, oh God, I did lie to you, but I didn't mean to. It was Russell Crowe uh, fucking with me, doing uh, the wrong thing. Uh, Who's going to get tortured out of that group? <laughs> Not the dude back in the in America on the phone. It's going to be poor Leo. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, the, you know, the, the movie's fun. It's suspenseful. Is it is it great? No, I would say the movie is just good. It's a it's a good Netflix for you guys who are into like a political uh, thriller. Uh, or a matinee. I think it's a good matinee. Um, of course, the movie's going to be technically well done. It's really right. Scott. Like, of course, the movie's going to be well shot and well acted. You've got a great cast. But uh, is it anything exceptional? Is it anything that you're going to see around Oscar time? Them pushing? I don't think so. But it, you know, it fills that niche that we want. I, I want to check it out. I haven't seen it yet, but. To me, it feels like Leonardo DiCaprio is playing the same character the last couple of movies, where he's the the <laughs> good bad guy. guy, exactly. Yeah. Rugged tough guy, kind of like he did in The Departed. And a little facial hair and a lot of diamonds, that shitty accent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you do the accent? The um, the it's like ticket off this goddamn continent. Or the I'm a journalist, is? like I'm that. A journalist. Yeah, he's, I can't do it. Yeah, I don't that, know. That, that, those dudes sound horrible, though. Yeah, there you I go. Know, that was pretty bad. Horrible, so. There's a reason I did not act with Dizman Hussu. Every accent you do just turns into Jean-Claude Van Damme. 
I've realized. Um, not the southern accent that I do. No, no, the southern accent's fantastic. Yeah. Well, can we, can we hear that real quick? That I'm is, interested now. That is for real. Um, you can't do that on the spot. Those are weird. Th- those accents I basically are just I just researched for the first eighteen years of my life. Right. I mean, Texas. those are always so easy like, the ones you grew up with. So how's your Middle Eastern, Zach? Not good. You grew up in fucking Bakersfield. Yeah, I grew up in Bakersfield. I, I had like. So how's the, your southern? Oh, you mean like yeah, the white trash? Yeah, uh, it's the, it's the okay. The, the the redneck. Yeah, it, it's pretty good. Yeah, like yeah. that David Cross thing that we were talking about. That like thing where like he says, no matter where you are, <laughs> exactly. like if you live near a farm or anything like that, it could be completely away from the uh-huh. south. But you always have that, like, Southern's like, what are you doing around these parts? <laughs> yeah. Like, to, it's so, yeah. It doesn't even well, have to be Southern. Well, what's funny, what's funny about accent. Laura, Laura grew up in Sacramento. She went to uh, Seattle, and now she lives in Los Angeles. Those are the places that she's lived over the course of her life. But she loved country music so much. <laughs> she's always loved country music uh, and, like, the rockabilly stuff. She's always loved that culture. That when she talks about some of the people she loves, like Ted Nugent, she starts talking with a little accent. It's cute. Pew, pew, pew. Like she starts getting into that, and I'm like, if if I didn't think you were so adorable, I would punch you in the face for faking a southern accent, cause or to make her feel at home. Yeah, my mom does the like exact home. same thing when she talks to her parents. Actually, they they both came over from the Dust Bowl, the uh-huh. Great Depression, and all that crazy stuff, and they've got accents, I've guessed, which is another weird thing for Bakersfield. But she talks on the phone to them, she starts sliding into that accent a little bit. And I like to make fun of her for it, but it's so easy to get into that accent. Yeah, I was in those. I was in. You can't uh, make yourself smarter. Yeah. You can only scale back. Yeah. I think is what we're saying. It's um, so easy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love doing that accent, especially in character when 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 we're, we're joking around. Uh, so. Uh, I love that you're holding back. No, because I, I, I really I really want to shoot that skit. Yeah, we should. Where I'm playing the dude. Um, Gilmore and I were always brainstorming skits. These two new writers that we have, Anthony and Clark, they were on an episode. We made up this. Epi- we say made up a character on the episode called Kip Saint Paul. Yeah. And it's just this flamboyant gay character. We want to shoot some stuff with him, maybe do some Sam shorts, but it's just a matter of getting everything lined up and uh, where we where we can actually do it, you know? Um, it's been busy. i got to say I apologize for how late the episode was last week. Uh, Gilmore and uh, Ben and Jake at E for All, I didn't mean for that to be so late, uh, but I got, you know, I had a busy week. Like, my day job, the directing got in my way because we got signed by the new rep. Right. Uh, have a lot of meetings this week. And plus, it was two times as much footage. You went down to E for All, and you basically owned the convention center. Uh, but I gotta say, I'm glad you guys are getting big ups for that because I think you are a very good host, and it, and it gives me confidence that if any time I get hit by a truck, Geekscape will live on in Gilmore. Wow! That's At least until he doesn't wake up and goes, I don't want to edit the episode this week. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get the Guitar Hero cabinet, by the way? Did you get that Guitar Hero cabinet that was? I haven't gotten it from the Mana guys. Picked it up for me the day afterwards because <laughs> we pretty much left. Um, we we left the convention, and after the last thing we taped was me running on that treadmill yeah and um if ben would have followed me to where i went right after that like i went and i flailed my arms because my body couldn't control itself and i think i accidentally knocked eli's iphone out of his hands Mm. but i didn't even care i just kept i just did a beeline towards the bathroom did you vomit dude all that gamer grub i ate i felt it coming way back up and it was like at my esophagus and this entire time no one comes up to me, and on the way to the bathroom, I'm like a sweaty fucking mess. And, and so is everybody there. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. I was just getting there because, and then these two booth babes come up to me. He's like, "Hi, where are you going?" Get so where are you? So where are you headed? <laughs> and I tried my hardest. I'm like, "Can I do this?" I'm like, 
nowhere, just what's up? And and like I felt whole, I was like I was like the guy in Men in Black. Like oh, the, oh, give me oh. some sugar water. Vincent D'Onofrio. Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah. Sugar. Exactly. <laughs> and I felt like that. And like this, a one time. It, probably. These, these, yeah, totally. But Vincent much D'Onofrio? like everyone else there, so they didn't notice a difference. Oh, you should have just fucking yacked on their but I went That would have been awesome. You should have just yacked that on their great. But I went, I went to the bathroom. Wow. They might have been in I'm that not shit. Japanese, John. But <laughs> you I seen went that show? <laughs> you seen the Japanese show? show where they're like filling up each other's like, they're like filling up a bathtub. Have you seen that one where they're filling up a yeah, bathtub of yak and I they're have. fucking regurgitating too? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> we, got, we have slumber parties. You're there welcome. You okay, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> where we all get in our PJs, Let's play, watch play Mario Kart and then watch those. Let's watch this shit. While touching. I got a cutter video. But I went into the bathroom and Aaron had to come sit with me while like I gained my everything back. So I forgot the cabinet. So you yeah, all that stuff up. That is phenomenal, Gilmore. I gotta say, you guys did a great job last episode. And uh, and if you guys have not checked out um, Brian and Ben and Jake at E for All, uh, it's the it's the last episode on the queue on the iTunes. Go back and pick it up because it's phenomenal. Watch it now. These guys phenomenal. But I still didn't look as sad as poor Steve Weeby. Steve Weeby looked like uh, he was like he, there was like a chain running from him to this Donkey Kong cabinet. The dude will never escape that game. Yeah, that's that's pretty bad. That, so, I love that documentary though. But. It's phenomenal. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. But is it your epitaph? That's the problem. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. um, Poor guy. So guys, we we have some news. Um, looks like this rumor that Josh Brolin's going to play Jonah Hex for uh, our good buddies Mark Neville Dean and Brian Taylor who did oh, Crank yeah. they're friends of the show and uh, maybe I should just send Mark an email and be like is this shit true Josh Brolin playing Jonah Hex uh, I don't know um, he'd be a better choice than our good buddy Tom uh, Jane, Tom Jane. <laughs> did uh, you see that picture is yeah. it Tom now what wow is it Tom now Tom Jane? Not Thomas. It's Tom now. Whatever. Yeah. It's, it's Tommy Jane. That isn't wearing my sunglasses. Uh, yeah, Tommy Jane. Uh, it, I don't know. Um, we got this news <laughs> about the the Graysons. Uh, it's a pilot ordered oh. by the CW. It's supposed to be around our good buddy Robin's days in high school or his young years. It's kind of like it's kind of like the Smallville. It didn't approach. say high school. It's the Smallville approach mm. to Robin and. I'm completely against this. I'm yeah. guessing by your side that you're against this. His name's DJ in the show, not Dick. Yeah. Oh my like, god. Uh, yeah. Really? yeah. I didn't know that. I would yeah. just call him Deej. But 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 <laughs> some full house stuff. Then. What do you think of this, Brian? What do you think of uh, the Grayson's pilot? Because you're a fan of Smallville. I stopped watching after season two. Yeah. I, I mean, I still like. I think Smallville has come back up, right? Uh-huh. I saw the first two episodes and liked them. I haven't seen past the, of this new season. I mean. Uh-huh. It was, it was pretty good Dude it's It's a good show sometimes the Like when it's good It's good mm-hmm. When the and Green no, Arrow I, I, Shot I the it. arrow through Clark I thought that was pretty awesome I liked it uh, When those first two seasons I was at film school Like I You know I had, didn't have shit to do So I just watched them Like on end I had a friend She taped them And I would just watch them Non-stop And then uh, I moved to California uh, Around season three And they just stuttered To a stop I couldn't I couldn't yeah. do it, but no. But I like that though because mm-hmm. when I whenever I watch Smallville, I think about it sort of as a as an ultimate Superman. Yeah, like right. in I a certain you way, you know. Sure. And then so they have a lot of things where they change. They play with a lot of stuff, but they keep the story there, and all those characters have that weight from the future. 
You know, like, they have that, like, this person's going through this, but you know what's going to happen to them, which kind of brings a little bit of depth to anything that's happening, Mm -hmm. which is kind of cool, and I think Mm that would be great, like, if you could have a bunch of really cool family moments with Dick and his, you know, family and shit like that, when you know they're going to die. I mean, that's sort of... I I mean, I'm not that interested in Dick Grayson prior to his parents dying and him becoming Robin. That's a whole deal, that character. I think that Robin works best as a compliment on or you know on Batman he's a he's a commentary on Batman How? um well uh if let's say you're going to let's say you're Christopher Nolan you're like maybe let's put Batman, Robin in the next movie you don't do Chris O'Donnell that's retarded you do a kid you do a kid you do somebody who's the age of, of of that Bruce Wayne was when he lost his parents it's somebody who can remind Bruce no matter how dark he gets no matter how far from from humanity he gets Robin's his little light at the end of the tunnel that leads him back to why he wanted to do this so that another child will never be a victim as he was. Robin is his constant reminder and he's the one thing that says no there's still hope there's still a purpose to what you're doing you're not just beating up people putting them in Arkham Asylum and then beating them up again once they escape because nobody's ever fucking stayed in Arkham Asylum uh, place needs to be shut down first off I think Geekscape <laughs> should start the stop putting people in Arkham Asylum Negative zone Everybody. Yeah, so chunk the motherfuckers in the negative there you zone. Go. Everybody. You're like Killer Croc. Good luck with this shit. You can't yeah. just bust out of here. Um, but yeah, I think I think without Batman there to give him context, I think Robin's just gonna be this bratty kid who drives up in a Harley and it's like time for school. Yeah, yeah I wonder what type of vehicle is gonna have fucking all American all American reject song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The I could already Robin. see it now. Yeah, my parents are a bunch of ring people. It's like a bunch of carnies. Like what the fuck? Yeah, I'm losing more and more interest. Laura, uh, Laura came in the other day. Since we're we're kind of talking big top, because you know the Graysons are a bunch of uh, trapeze artists. Uh, Laura came in and said, "Do you know what the origin of the word geek is? Do you know what geek means?" Yeah. Do what is? It? Can you get your iPhone away from the? Yeah, phone? I can, can totally you, can do you that. Can you fucking stop doing that? Yeah, I'll stop uh, being what, what's, the, what's the origin of the word geek? What is a geek? A uh, guy who eats chickens. Yeah, it's a guy. Eats, it's he, a guy. He bites the head off chickens, right? Yeah, it's the guy in like a in like a carnival during the 1800s who would bite. The head off of a living chicken. That, that was what that they was, would that call was a, geek. a geek. Really? Yeah. So, so we actually chicken have chickens you. here. Okay. And we're gonna make this geekscape. <laughs> How horrible! <laughs> and we're gonna be? live up to our name. I need to live yeah. up to my name finally. Yeah. I'm sick of our viewers, not being our a legit geek. That's what that. Zach's reaching off yeah. camera for. Is yeah. Chicken. Our viewers yes. would love that. They'd be like, "Hey, Iggy Star." <laughs> <laughs> Iggy Star is a mod on our. Yeah, she's she's on our forums and. uh I just think, hey, before we kill the animal, we did it for you. Um, the Graysons, I cannot get behind that. 28 months later, does this movie need a, a sequel? Uh, did, did we need a... 28 weeks later? Yeah. I enjoyed it, actually. Did you enjoy it? It was, it was pretty good. I, I, but the first one was a totally different type of movie to me. I love that. And first I didn't one really was awesome. Wanna, I, I didn't really need a sequel, but it was okay. It wasn't Yeah, the sequel bad. was like half as good. Is the first one um, that and Robert Carlyle showing up everywhere? Robert Carlyle, I think the truth is that he could just smell the kids. You know what I mean? <laughs> like he could smell them. Zach. So. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Really. What? You like that movie? The second one? Yeah. I didn't think it was that bad. Yeah, I didn't think it was that bad either. That Robert Carlyle bullshit was a little easy. But uh, now we're, it looks like we're going to get a twenty months later. Um, it's got a director, this guy Paul Andrew Williams. Uh, he's done some indie horror movies. Uh, the Cottage is one of them, and it looks like he's going to uh, maybe do Twenty Eight Weeks Later because there's a cliffhanger at the end of Twenty Eight. 
fuck, I'm getting it wrong. He's doing 28 months later. There's a cliffhanger at the end of 28 weeks, weeks later. later. And then... Uh, the helicopter thing? Yeah, and then, like, like Paris. That's right. You hear shit about Paris. So, oh. fuck spoilers, but I think the big fucking spoiler is that there's another fucking movie coming, so... Yeah. That shit was spoiled when we started saying the news. Um, Tron 2. What do you think of Tron? I'm excited. Uh, Are you? Yeah, I, I guess you'd say it. I, I think it's going to be cool. Jeff Bridges was talking about the special Would effects. Would he be involved? Uh, I don't know. You, sh- you should be. Why is be. he talking shit? Um... I guess he, you know, he could be involved if he's talking about it, but... Right. Um, Would he be, like, the father figure of the... I don't know. I am a computer. <laughs> it should, Tron 2 should just be those G.I. Joe cartoons that are re-edited on the internet. That is pretty <laughs> <laughs> um, The truth is, uh, Tron 2... Uh, my feeling on Tron is that it's an okay movie. I don't think it's great, story-wise. And... Uh, it's really but, cool looking. but visually, it's yeah. it was revolutionary. You know what I mean. And uh, Tron Two needs to be that same level of revolutionary imagery. Uh, so and then, how do you do that? Well, yeah. don't ask me, motherfuckers. Have looks you seen like the Ferrari do, motorcycle? Looks like they're gonna do it in three D. There's a Ferrari motorcycle that looks so much like a Tron bike, like a light cycle. Oh, you're talking about real world. Real world. Oh I, shit. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Does yeah, awesome. it leave a streak behind you, like a blue? That'd be the greatest streak? thing ever. And if you. Run into yeah. that, you die. Type. You take yeah. a left, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Tron Two looks like they're they want to do it in 3D, which is the Disney. You, you kind of have to do it. Like Beowulf. Uh, uh, was that know. really 3D though? That was that was more like a transfer. 3D was bad. Beowulf 3D was badass. Fucking badass. Yes, it was. But in we got to talk. Sir. I, I think oh, it's boy, gonna be more like that. I think it's gonna be more like. Uh, Spike Kids 3D up in this. Mm. Did you see that Did shit? Did you see that? Yeah. Did you yeah. See that? There was one shot. That. There was one shot where, the, where the, they're riding kind of Tron bikes, and it goes towards the audience and back down, like on a ramp, like overhead. That was the cool thing about Beowulf that it wasn't just shit like like the like the three demon skulls from Freddy's Dead just coming out. Oh, yeah. Shit was for real. It wasn't just stuff like that. It was like I did like the part in Beowulf where the the. The guard is coming up on the horse, and he has the giant uh, spear, and it looks like the spears. Yeah, I thought they that did that. Cool. They did that in Return of the Creature, the second uh, Creature from Black Lagoon movie in the fifties. Didn't see that. All three D. There was tons of harpoon shots, so they're like, <laughs> "Where is he?" Oh, that's so <laughs> um, funny. Another sequel. Uh, get smart. Get smarter, or whatever the fuck they're smarter, gonna call it. Smarter. Still getting smart. The movie made two hundred eighty million dollars worldwide. So I'm guessing it's got to have a sequel, but that was probably one of the worst experiences of my summer. Um, but Chicka Warner Brothers mentioned something about that when we were seeing the Watchmen. Oh yeah, she did tell us about yeah. that. This yeah. is gonna be we, brilliant. We just didn't know it was news. I guess I really didn't care. <laughs> yeah. I was more interested in talking to her about Justice League than Kiss Mark. Can you possibly talk to them about giving me my money back? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This is the T1200 chick. Yeah, she. W- you guys met this chick at the Watchmen thing. Yeah, what Brian, do you guys call Brian her? T1- why do you call her? Brian the didn't like her that much, which is understandably so. I'm glad she she's weird. probably watching the show. Yeah, uh, I doubt it. No, no, no. She's definitely just a Warner Brothers suit type. Mm-hmm. Who was like, who's really attractive? Though. Yeah, really attractive. I would bang the robot. No, yeah, but definitely like I can't, I, I said this like I, I I feel like she could like sprout tendrils from her back and then <laughs> suck out our knowledge and then Brainiac? Just, that's true yeah, yeah right. like Brainiac because what she did was she was basically just minding us for data info on what the Watchmen uh, DVD release should look like what the nerds would like for the DVD yeah do you, do you, do you wanna can we do you think we what would anyone care care um, about what the fact that you just the stuff that they're gonna put in the DVD one of our yeah. Warner Brothers contacts yeah yeah I think we should okay what the Zach fuck? that's all you 
Okay. What did you say he was gonna be on the DVD? We were we were looking at the the airship night night owl ship and yeah. this this chick comes up to us. She's the like, owl ship. The owl right. ship. Yeah. We, uh, she comes up to us and she's like, "What would you guys think of having like an owl ship with the DVD? Like a little miniature? That's where. Or maybe where the thought, owl ship opens up and the DVDs in there. Yeah. That would be pretty awesome. Yeah. Huh. Which uh, I I guess I didn't really wrap my head around that concept at first because when she said like, "What if the DVD was this?" making me think that. Like the DVD case itself was going to be made to look like the owl ship, but I yeah. think more is that, or, or like it actually would come kind of with like a high school no, musical no, no. tin listen, listen, listen. and shit like that. I have no idea what you're listen, talking listen. about. First off, <laughs> first off, the DVD has to be the smiley face pin. End of story. Yeah, yeah. But actually, End of story. And you put it inside the owl. Do you guys ship. remember when they show up the titles with a smiley face after uh, after the comedian gets killed? Right. Yeah. Like they have to put the smiley face LTD thing like. Next to that everything. was that was crazy. Uh, they yeah. had to pull an arm and a leg to put the smiley face to get on there. to get the rights to that. Which sucks. Oh, the smiley face is copy a copy written image. Yeah, Ooh, man. Oh, did not know that. Oh, I thought, I, I thought Forrest Gump created it. Well, <laughs> I thought everything in Forrest Gump was as history played out. That was a documentary. Yeah, that's what I thought. And supposedly like, she that retarded face. She never even thought about putting. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she never thought about putting the Black Freighter like actual comic book with it, which I thought. Uh, did an you actual printed comic. Yeah, like an actual. Because when when we uh, were looking around by the costumes, they had an actual printed version mm-hmm. of it, and it's like that would be a really cool. Well, you thing know, it's to gonna. Have. You know, they're gonna have that animated version, and mm-hmm. yeah, you know, we it, saw a little bit of the animation, and it looks pretty cool. It looks cool. Uh, I'm sorry about that. Uh, what the animation would look like? Like nope. Um. So, guys, uh, those of you who are watching Sarah Connor Chronicles, I'm sorry, you're no longer gonna be watching it. They ordered 13 episodes. They didn't order any beyond that. So, uh, I gotta tell you, if you were a fan of Terminator the Sarah Connor Chronicles on TV. <laughs> Fucking say that five times fast. Oh, Sarah Connor Maybe that's Chronicles. part of the problem. Yeah. There's just such a what, yeah. what was the abbreviation again you said last time I was titties? Yes. I think the solution is like you get these fucking people who are like, no, our show, and they petition the networks to put it back on. Jericho. Like Jericho, what do they do? they're still looking for something, supposedly. I thought they sent Peanuts or something to the uh, well, like, uh, Roswell. Roswell was Tabasco sauce, I believe. What they, Weird. The, what they yeah. gotta do? What they gotta what do? What do they do for Veronica Mars? Well, I have no idea. What they gotta That's do for Sarah Chronicles? Oh, they did do Mars Bar. That's funny. What they gotta do for Sarah Chronicles is just all show. Up. <laughs> they gotta all show up naked, yeah. like they've been sent from the fucking future, and be like, That's if, funny. if yeah. you do not put the TV show back on, the future will be alright. <laughs> the thing I don't understand is why is Knight Rider doing so good, and we're losing Sarah Connor Chronicles? Is it? I don't know. I've been here. I've been hearing. Well. I've been hearing. The strike has brought that show back. I guess so. I. I saw the first episode and I was completely turned off by it, but I've been hearing random rumors that it's actually doing good numbers. That's the worst shit ever. I can't, it was horrible. It's, it's really bad, yeah. Did you, did you see Bionic Woman? That was another... Me angry. My friends. Uh, speaking of TV, Laura? Yeah? Can you come in here and tell me what you just witnessed walking the dogs? Speaking of television, while we're talking about television, hot television. I don't look very cute right now. Laura, Laura's claiming she doesn't look too cute right now. Bedtime. Yeah, it's she, bedtime. She, she oh, it's bedtime. Sweetie, sweetie, come in here and just lean in front of the camera real quick and say hello. The audience loves Laura. Uh, just come in and say hi. Say hi. Hi. Um, what did what, what did you witness? Um, you're blocking the light, sweetie. But uh, yeah. just try, try move down. I don't know where you gotta be. Just be right here. Yeah. So what did what did you see uh, when you're walking the dogs? Just tell us. Well, um, you can hear me. Yeah, I think we can hear you. Okay, okay right, girls? Yeah, just kind of project loudly and annoyingly like I do. Okay, so what did you hear? I was walking down the street and I saw um, 
this guy coming down the street. And it's then, like 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock at night. No, it's 9 o'clock at night. And I don't know. Well, you shouldn't know where we live, but sometimes <laughs> it's really not where I should be walking alone at 9 o'clock at night. But I had to walk the dogs. And so this guy was walking up behind me, and I walked out with the dogs, and he crossed the street because he's afraid of my dogs. And he was like this young black guy, and he goes, what are you doing outside? Heroes is on. <laughs> you would think, what are you doing outside? There's there's a shooting. There was a shooting or there's yeah. an escape convict. I mean, there's They're fires. talking about the fires right now. Fire. Yeah. Heroes is on. And I said, it sucks. <laughs> and he goes, no, dude. They're doing crazy things. <laughs> and then he disappeared into one of the houses. And I just couldn't believe what That's I really heard. Fine. That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. That's so, so good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> Laura, Laura's not going to go watch Heroes. No. Um, that's who is watching crazy. Heroes. Crazy. If you guys are still watching Heroes, don't. Um, watch True Blood. Watch True Blood. You like that shit? Yeah. Because Last time you came, you were no, iffy. No, now no. you're a fan. Now I'm really loving it. Oh well, my what, god. What converted you to loving True Blood? Was it last episode? Something happened? Well, yeah. Anna Paquin got naked, but I don't. Yeah, they were. What? Uh, what Okay, got it, got it, got it. There were some pretty, uh, pretty nice boobs, I guess. So the first time seeing her naked was was cool. But uh, you want want one of those? Done. But I yeah. know uh, the show got a lot better. <laughs> I, I read the book, and like I've told you last episode, I like the book a lot. But I think they've really expanded along a, a, a lot of characters. One in particular is this one named Lafayette, who's a a gay uh, black chef who works in the the bar where uh, Anna Paquin is. Jalabaloo! Is he talking like that Cajun style? Jalabaloo! No, not exactly. He, he kind of has an accent, but it's like not that boy. ridiculous. Water's good! But <laughs> that's like my favorite character, bar none. Uh-huh. He's, he's a drug-dealing gay... Actually, he's bisexual, I think. He, he just basically... He wants to bang anything that walks in, but he's the greatest character ever. Yeah, El that Gil- guy. El Gilmore? El Gilmore? El Gilmore? El Gilmore? Ravager of the South? Um, Juanito Londo. Juanito Londo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. No so uh, we gotta tell you guys. Um, speaking of fear and things mm. that strike fear in your hearts, like Gilmore, uh, having to have sex with anything for any reason. Um, Gilmore and I, uh, we attended the first night of Scream Fest here in LA. Oh, was, oh no, we like, attended the black carpet, op- red carpet, the red black carpet, carpet. Or oh. opening party. Uh, they wouldn't actually let a, us in the party, but they let us uh, cover the, the red carpet, and it was actually a black carpet, like a like a BET awards. Yeah. yeah. So this things. is this is a horror festival going on here in LA, and uh, we got a chance to talk to some people you guys are fans of, uh, Mike uh, Doherty. Doherty, Mike Doherty, uh-huh. who co-wrote Superman Returns and he co-wrote X Two. And now he, he wrote and directed this movie called Trigger Tree. I don't know when it's coming out. It's it's been like it was in limbo for a summer. year or so. Yeah, it's come out last Halloween. I, was, I, I don't know, but it's playing this. I festival. really want to see it. He uh, should go to the festival because he Scream uh, Fest. He's playing it. He wasn't there. I was supposed where to go. Where were you, Zach? Am Zach, I allowed to say where I was? You were supposed to be with us. And, yeah. And uh, yeah, go ahead and tell us, and then I'll go to this clip. Okay. Where were you? Uh, Friday night, I went. It was Friday night, right? Yeah. I went and saw a rock band live at the Staples Center, which is a rock band concert uh, featuring the Plain White Tees, uh, Panic at the Disco, and Dashboard Confessionals. At yeah. which point he made out with everyone around him, including 14 year old boys. Yes, absolutely. You know, I like Chris Carabba's a really nice guy. I've met him on a couple occasions. I, I have respect for Dashboard Confessionals. Right, you're writing songs about high school, but you're but, He hasn't you're grown 32. up. He's you're not 32. grown up. You're 32. Change but what you're writing he, songs He was about. a nice guy, but, but, but this sounds like the faggotiest festival you could possibly get. Yeah, go to. it was pretty bad. I, I, I got. Hate skate. 
Yeah, I guess it's Hate's Game now. No, uh, Chris Gore invited me. Uh, no. I guess, uh, do, you, do your audience oh, do they know who Chris Gore is? Yeah, okay, because he was on Geek Drum. Yeah, and he, 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 he lo- the audience loved him. Yeah. No. Oh, they revolted because he started talking politics. They were Ooh. like, nah. But you know what? In his defense, you know actually. He was right. He was. Yeah. Well, one, he was right. Two, you were talking about V for Vendetta, which had themes like that in it. Right. And it Guys, was fun. let me tell you right now, motherfuckers. Second, second Chris becomes available or what, when we start talking about it, Chris is coming on this couch and he's going to get all Politico up in this shit. He should do, do an do episode. Do you want him back? I yeah, can hook yeah, that shit up. He should do an episode around the left. Well, that's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. Yeah. That'd be pretty funny. But yeah, it was his son's first uh, concert ever. It's for his birthday. Oh, that's nice. He's oh, that's like, nice. Yeah, so uh, his, his uh, son brought a kid and then like I, I went so Chris wouldn't just have to be with young kids, you know? So mm-hmm. that was fun. Played a little bit of rock band just set up all over the place and it, it was definitely not my scene for music, but it was just kind of cool to go to that type of concert again. You know what I mean? Well, his child is now missing. So we've <laughs> yeah. seen this kid. His, his name is also Zach, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. It's just kind of interesting when we're in the room. You know, it gets yeah. a little confusing. Zach, you're a fucking loser. You're like, the kid's like, me? Yeah. No, no the He's big, like, the yes. big Harry Brown one. Right. No, uh, so Screen Fest is what we were doing. Which sounds were, pretty awesome yeah, already. Yeah. Uh, no, we got, we got Mike Doherty. We got... Um, uh, Bobby Drake, Iceman, Sean Ashmore, and his bro, and his bro. Oh, who is uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Olsen. Olsen? We got that Jinx, and we also got this uh, guy Jeffrey Combs, who plays, who's the fucking reanimator, Jeffrey Combs. So we oh. got, we got some interviews for with a couple horror people. We're gonna play those for you now, and we'll be right back. So enjoy the Screamfest LA red carpet soiree. Black, it's black. Uh, I'm Mike Doherty, writer and director of Trick or Treat. Uh, coming to you from Screamfest 2008 opening night. Um, well, it was based on an animated short I did back in like 96, 97. It was an animated student film. Uh, so in a lot of ways it started back then, but the first draft of the screenplay was done in 2000, and it's kind of been one of those projects that uh, was on again, off again for the past eight years. And uh, you know, what's the movie about? It, it, it's got kind of a, a strange structure because it's four intertwining mo- uh, stories. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 basically a horror anthology film in the tradition of Tales from the Crypt and Creep Show, um, The Twilight Zone, and uh, it's a throwback to, or it's a throwback to like old horror comics. Um, but the story is kind of all they all take place on Halloween night, set in a small town, and they kind of crisscross with each other as opposed to being four completely distinct stories, but very tongue in cheek. To me, it's more of a horror comedy than a straight-out horror film. And now, uh, we know you really well because you wrote X2. You co-wrote that with, with Dan Harris. You, we got Superman yeah. as well. And then uh, and um, we're wondering, like, what other comic book movies could you, are, are you going after? Um, you know what? To be totally honest, it's not that I, I never want to say never, but I feel like, okay, I've done two superhero flicks, and they were fantastic. I learned a lot. But my heart really lies in horror films, monsters, things of that sort. So um, I'm trying to get as many original projects off the ground because I think we've seen a lot of adaptations. We've seen a lot of remakes. And uh, I'm glad they're still being made, but I kind of want to focus on some more original stuff. But that doesn't mean you aren't reading. I mean, we had Sean out you uh, and said that you had a huge comic book library. And we are huge comic book fans, and that's what Geekscape's about. What are some of the books you're reading? What's some of the stuff that, that gets you excited? And you're like, hey, maybe. To be totally honest, and I know he's here, but uh, Jonah Vasquez is running around. And I'm a huge fan of Squee and Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. And I know they're not recent titles, but I think they're amazing, amazing stories. And I'd love to find some way to bring those to the big screen or even as a TV series. 
um, because I think they're some of the funniest, most morbid stuff I've read in, in years. So you still reread those? I mean, they oh, yeah. came out 10 years ago. Wow. Yeah, yeah, no, it's like the, the, the squee trade paperback is still sitting by my, my, my nightstand for occasional reading. Yeah. You might you might have to go back to doing animated shorts then. Uh, I I love animation and that's why the next project is going to be animated. Um, so uh, yeah, I think it was time to go back home again. <laughs> How much can you tell us about the next project? I can't tell you too much, other than the concept that being uh, it's called Calling All Robots, and uh, it's kind of an homage to the old fifties uh, rubber monster movies, giant monster movies from Toho. Uh, and, you know, it's about a world where giant robots and giant monsters are common, everyday occurrences uh, and uh, how we deal with that. Are you a fan of Brad Bird, who plays a lot, like the 1950s stuff, and he does, you know, The Iron Giant, which was the best movie that year? Yeah, huge Brad Bird fan, and one of my all-time favorites, and I think it's a tragedy, it's not on DVD, is Family Dog, that amazing story segment. And, like, that was my first introduction to Brad Bird. And uh, I actually had to find my old VHS copy of it recently, transfer it to DVD, just so I could have it. And it's not the best copy, but until they finally put it out on DVD, it's the best I can get. Yeah. My, my audience is now me, having a kinship with somebody who brought Superman and Wolverine to the screen. They're like, wow, he is one of us. Yeah, there's no third here, my friends. Yeah, I was the kid who was picked on in high school and got in trouble for drawing in algebra class when I when I uh, shouldn't have been and had the teacher grab it and say, you think this is going to get you anywhere? <laughs> so, I think it's working. Anything you want to say to that teacher? What's up, Mr. Petrella? <laughs> Dude, good luck at ScreamFest. Good luck with Trick or Treat. Any idea when we might be able to see it in theaters? Uh, again, your guess is as good as mine. I'm showing it in New York on Monday. Uh, Fangora is hosting a screening at the Two Boots Theater on Monday night. Uh, and after that, who knows? So it's a mystery. <laughs> well, good luck. Good luck. Thanks. What's up, guys? I'm here with Jeffrey Combs. You guys know him as the reanimator. Uh, but, but you're here at ScreamFest promoting a new movie. Uh, What's it called? It's called Parasomnia, directed by Bill Malone, who also did uh, the first house on Haunted Hill. Okay. And uh, a movie I did with him called Fear.com. And... Um, I've worked with them a couple to other times, like in TV and stuff. So um, this is a really cool movie. Shot it maybe a year, year and a half ago. Um, it's it's his dream. It's his baby. And it's uh, an incredibly unique, visually, uh, just an alarming movie in, in many ways. I mean, the, the, the dreamscape in this movie is like nothing I've, I've ever seen. So I'm, I'm really, really excited about it. What, what's the character you play? What, what does he do? Well, I get to play kind of a uh, homicide detective. Uh -huh. uh, some really weird things start happening, and so uh, I get called in, you know, and, uh, you know, it's kind of Monday, and, you know, why are, why are Mondays so bad, you know? And so some really gruesome sort of murders start happening, so I'm trying to figure out w exactly what's going on, and it's it's way beyond, you know, what, what I imagine it is. And, uh, and plus I've got some... Uh, skeletons in my closet oh, wow. as well so oh yeah sure so, so. <laughs> we, can't, we can't have jeffrey combs running out there without without the the secret places in his basement and in the closet everything isn't what it appears to be so it's really cool it has a real sort of um you know dreamy sort of um fantastical quality about it but also very film noir too very gritty and uh it's very bill malone i mean he's a great filmmaker so 
Now, in, in the comics, they took your character from Reanimator and they put him up against Ash from the Evil Dead movies. Were you aware of this? Yeah, I was, uh, but if you look carefully, that's not really me. Uh, it doesn't really look like me, I mean, other than glasses and a lab coat. It's uh, not really my likeness. So, uh, but, you know, I take it as a compliment. Now, if if they were to, to if they were to say, "Hey, we're going to make this into a movie," would you would you be uh, up to going up against uh, Bruce Campbell as Ash in a movie? I would love to work with Bruce Campbell, and I think that that would be a a, a great pairing actually for a, for a horror movie because uh, you know he is a hilarious guy, and, uh, and 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 I think the two of us would have a great time. That that that's a good idea. You ought to be a producer. Did you hear that? Did you, Did you hear, hear that? that? Jeffrey, thanks so much. Good luck with the movie. And uh, and what do you? Where can we see you afterwards? Uh, at the party? No. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I got a couple other things that that, that are that are coming out. Um, I, I did a movie uh, not not too long ago called Dark Castle, which mm. hasn't come out yet. That should be pretty cool too. So a lot of, you're, stay, you're staying with horror. You're staying with the horror fans and just uh, and giving them the scares that they know you for. Yeah, you know, I dance with the one that brings me, and you know. Plus, I, I do TV, you know, I do a lot of, like, I was in the 4400 and stuff like that. So, you know, whatever intrigues me, whatever's interesting, whatever lets me do something kind of different, uh, I'll do it. Well, the geeks love you. Uh, we geeks love you. We horror fans love you. And we want to keep seeing you. No geeks. <laughs> oh, I'm one. You ready, Brian? I'm looking for you, and I barely see your head over the camera. <laughs> hey, guys, what's up? I'm here with uh, with Sean Ashmore. You guys know him as Bobby Drake. You guys know him from a million other things. Uh, Smallville. I mean, yep. the geeks love you. Excellent. So uh, so what are you here promoting? Uh, well, I'm actually here. My roommate, Mike Doherty, uh, wrote and directed uh, Trick or Treat, so I'm here to support the film, and uh, it's a great movie. And, uh, yeah, it's been sort of two years coming, so it's awesome to see it. And, uh, yeah, i got some friends in it. Uh, Anna Paquin and Brian Cox, people I've worked with before, so it's uh, really, really great. You met Mike doing X2, because he yeah. was one of the writers there. Yeah, we uh, uh, we became friends uh, as he wrote that, and then we basically kind of started hanging out after that, and uh, we've lived together for the last four years, so we're like, yeah, some really good friends. And then your, your brother ends up with Jimmy Olsen on Smallville, but not the movie that Mike also, look, it's Jimmy Olsen, but, but not the movie that he ends up writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how does that work? It's, you know, it's, it's, it's the house that Aaron lives with us every once in a while, too. So we always say it's the house that comic books built um, because it's, you know, we're sort of so entwined in that uh, genre of uh, comic book horror or sci-fi stuff. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, Aaron literally just auditioned for the film or for the, uh, for the show. Like, I think it was probably six months after all the Superman stuff kind of went by. And, uh, yeah, he just got the part. Best guy for it. So, yeah. Your, your, your brother's Jimmy Olsen. Yeah. You, you live with the writer of the Superman movie. Yeah. And, uh, and you're Bobby Drake. So and you're mutant. It works out pretty well. Now, uh, it's, comic books have given you so much. Do you ever give back? Do you go back and, and purchase some comics? And are I you a fan? Time. i got to be honest. Mike has stuff sort of like lined up and sent. So the library sort of is his, and I kind of pick it up. So every once in a while I'll pop in, but he supplies me with most of my reading material. So well, with some of the stuff? Still read the X-Men. Yeah. Still read uh, Spider-Man. Uh, that's kind of it right now. I've kind of been, uh, been traveling a little bit, so I haven't been reading a lot, but those are always like staples for me. And are you up to date? Are you reading like the brand new day no, Spider-Man stuff? No, I'm probably, no, I'm, I'm like months and months and months and months behind. Um, I don't even know to tell you the truth. I haven't read Spider-Man for a while, but uh, the latest... What else did I read, too? Oh, you know, I also picked up stuff like... Mike's always got, like, you know, 30 Days of Night lying around, which is stuff that I have, like, past that I haven't read, so that's also kind of what I'm reading, too, so a lot of graphic stuff. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of, like, the most recent stuff I've been reading. Well, uh, what in, in your reading, well, what's something that you're like, dude, that'd be so much fun to play? Um, other comic book characters? Um, Why not? You're, you're already making a list. I gotta be honest, man. I'm, I'm kind of happy with the one I got. Yeah. 
I don't want to soil uh, soil Bobby Drake at all. I'm, I'm pretty happy with what I get. I think you only get one. I'll be honest. I think you only get one. Uh, I'm trying to own it, you know, but I think you only get one comic book character. And, uh, Any chance of going back and owning it again? I hope so. We'll see. I mean, I know that they're definitely, uh, you know, Fox is definitely making sort of the origin stories, um, but I have no idea. I'd love to do an X4. It's, uh, you know, it's one of those characters that I got to, uh, I've been playing for sort of six years now, and I'd love to go back again. Hope they do it. I have no idea. Wait and see. Hopefully, yeah, there's enough of a demand and they'll do it. In the meantime, what, what are you going to be working on? Um, well, I did a, a horror film that uh, came out last year called The Ruins, and then I just did a film up in Canada um, called Diverted, which is like a BBC, CBC film about um, all the international fights that were diverted on 9-11, so kind of more seri- serious piece. Um, and, yeah, really interesting, really great project. So we'll see when that comes out. I'm not sure exactly when that's going to come out. Can you talk about who you play? and, and, and yeah, who I, I, I basically, I play... Um, well, like I said, it's a it's an English Canadian co production, and I basically play one of the uh, air traffic controllers uh, in this small town in Newfoundland that helps land all the international planes. So it's like this town that was inundated by six thousand people overnight, and basically how they dealt with that and how they you know took care of all the uh, all the people that were stranded. So it's a uh, you know it's like a ensemble piece and a really cool really cool story. That's cool. Yeah, man. That's cool. I mean, it's like another window of the event that nobody's you know in it's, the states has touched on. Yeah, I mean, and it's also an interesting, uh, interesting take on. It. I mean, everyone sort of uh, knows exactly what happened in the city, but sort of all the people that were affected, whether people live in the city or around the world. I mean, I'll never forget the day, uh, you know, the morning when I obviously on on the 11th when I woke up and I was in Toronto and everybody it was during the film festival, Toronto Film Festival. So like you know, people from all over New York, uh, all over the States were like rushing to get back over the, you know, it was just like one of those things that's sort of really stuck in my head even though I wasn't in the city. So this is just another take and another sort of aspect of, of, uh, of that day, which I think is pretty interesting. You don't fire one fireball or ice blast or anything. It must be a relief. Nothing. It must be a relief. Just good every once in a while. Just be a normal dude. Cool. Yeah. Not fighting monster vines or any of that. Nothing, man. Just, just being a normal guy. Well, cool. Thanks so much. Good Take care, Sean. See you guys. I'm Bill Malone, director of uh, Parasomnia, mm-hmm. uh, which is here at the Screen Fest uh, Festival. Now you also did House on the Haunted Hill, the re- the remake, and uh, how else would the audience know about uh, about you? Because you also did another horror film that's escaping me at the moment. Uh, that was Escape Movie. No, it was called Fear.com. That's right. Yes, uh, uh, I think that's right. Yes, and I also uh, did a lot of Tales from the Crypt episodes and and uh, Masters of Horror and all of those sort of things. So, so this movie has uh, it takes place both in the real world and in the dreamscape. What were some of the challenges of bringing that to reality? Uh, mostly the money because I this is sort of self-financed wow. <laughs> yeah so my house is on the line here but uh, um, yeah no it was it was uh, difficult because you know we did a lot of green screen work and getting the actors to really know what what that was going to be like was you know a challenge and and uh, but they really locked into it and did a great job but it, it's uh, you know it's always difficult when they you know actors have to work against nothing so yeah now, Fear.com was on the other day. I watched it. It's got Stephen Dorff in it, correct? Stephen Dorff, yes, yeah, Stephen Dorff, who, who I uh, actually got him in the movie because I saw I saw him in Backbeat where he played Stu Sutcliffe, and I thought, well, this guy's really cool, you know, so I asked him to be in the film, and he, he accepted, so. Now, now, our show is seen uh, online, and we have our own website, but uh, in that movie, you explore the dangers of the Internet. Uh, what, what are some of the warnings that you could give our audience about being on the internet too long, especially hanging out on our website? <laughs> well, th- bad things could happen to you, especially you know in those little boxes up at the top that says "Meet somebody." You don't want to press those buttons. I'm telling you. <laughs> Do you have any personal horror stories from that one? A few of them, yes. Yeah, so we won't talk about that. <laughs> so, uh, where can we see the movie released after Screen Fest? 
Well, we don't know yet. We haven't uh, uh, signed our distribution deal yet. We're out uh, on the, you know, taking it out right now. So, and hopefully ScreenFest will be part of getting it out there. Um, we will be at uh, American Film Market in November, which is uh, only three or four weeks away. So, yeah. And, and the uh, Master of Horrors, they keep having uh, seasons of that. Are we going to see any future work from you in that series? Well, uh, Master of Horror is sort of, uh, I think they did two seasons, and that was the last of it. Then they turned it into uh, Fear Itself for NBC. And uh, by the time that happened, I was, well, working on Parasomnia, so I didn't have really time to do that. So um, whether or not they're going to do more of those, I don't know. So, you know, I, I really enjoyed doing the Masters of Horror, though. That was a great experience. So and Mick Garris, who was the executive producer, was really good about letting everybody do their thing. It was a great thing. And you also directed a couple of Tales from the Crypt episodes, right? I did. I directed uh, two of them. One was shot in England, which was great fun because uh, we were ac actually at Ealing Studios. And, uh, you know, I'd have, like, the first AD come up to me and go, go, hey, governor, what's next? You know, and I felt like I was doing a Hammer movie or something like that. It was great. So, Were you a fan of the comic books? Are you a comic book fan? Because, like, a lot of our audience are comic book readers. Well, I, you know, I read a lot of them when I was a kid, and I read mostly famous monsters of film land, too, you know, which I probably warped my brain as well. So, yeah, no, I, I liked the, I, I was a big Batman fan, you know, when I was a kid, so more than Superman. So. You're, you're a man who lurks in the shadows in your storytelling. I like dark stuff, you know. <laughs> hey, guys, we're here with Thora Birch. Uh, why don't you uh, tell us what you're here promoting? I'm here promoting Train, which is going to be premiering on the 16th. And uh, it's a uh, character-driven sort of suspense slash horror film, and uh, I play it's I play Alana Maxwell, and uh, me and my friends we get stuck on a train ride in Eastern Europe, and uh, there's no escaping it. Even when it gets to the end of the tracks, or you guys hope to last that long? The the, the tracks keep going, and and probably my character would build them if she had to <laughs> afterwards. But uh, you know that's for the viewers, so. So you guys are just a, a bunch of American students or something backpacking in Europe? Wrestlers. We're American <laughs> collegiate wrestlers, uh, therefore we can take care of ourselves. But ultimately, uh, one by one, I sort of watch as my boyfriend and my closest friends are, are killed. And then at some point, I kind of, you know, come to the realization that I need to avenge their deaths. So it's, so, oh, sorry. so it, it's premiering here at ScreenFest. Is there a theatrical distribution that maybe some of our audience would get a chance to see it? It has it right now. We're working on the ratings issue. Which apparently is more of an issue for some films than than for other films, but for us, it's it's an issue. And where can we see you after that? Uh, the deadline, which is with Brittany Murphy, and that's a that's a a, a suspenseful drama. And uh, I don't I don't exactly know. It just the film was just completed not that long ago, but uh, we'll see what happens with Sundance. So, yeah. Well, good luck. Thanks. Have a good night. Quinn, we got it. We got to talk to Quinn. Keep the camera rolling, please, please. Are you getting down here? Yep. Now, now uh, we're here. We're here with the uh, with the star of Trick or Treat. Uh, are we all right? Yep. What is your last name, Qu Mr. Quinn? Lord. Quinn Lord. Now, uh, Quinn, how old are you? Nine. Quinn is nine, and let me tell you something. Quinn is the lead in this big horror movie that's coming up, right? Yeah, that's that's definitely right. You got that. <laughs> now, 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 Quinn, it's, it's okay not to be modest. You are the star. You are the man, and you are taller than my camera guy. L look at this guy, Gilmore. He he's dressed in black, just like you. But I think you get more ladies, don't you think? Nah, <laughs> no, not really. No, not as much. Uh, how long you been acting, Quinn? Since I was four or five. So you're a pro. You're good at it. Yeah. It started with me memorizing whole book. 
Wait, did you say a whole book? Yeah. Like, how big was the book? Uh, not that very big. There's, I think, 10 or 15 pages in it. Mm-hmm. It's called a Dr. Zeus Made It, and it was uh, called The Lorax. I love The Lorax. I speak for the trees. Isn't that right? The Lorax speaks for the trees, right? I remember the whole book, and then I went into an improv class, and is this, um, is this... Uh, how should I say? Um, is this? Uh, Are you gonna recite the Lorax for us, sir? Well, I can't remember it now. It's been so <laughs> many years. <laughs> yeah. So Quinn, you 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 obviously have the lead in this movie. Uh, are you a good guy or a bad guy? You don't want to tell me, yeah, huh? You're you're kind of in the middle. Kind of in the middle. Yeah. Now, are there any hot babes in this movie that 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 are in love with you? No. You know the, the the hot actresses in Hollywood, right? Well, none of them are. Well, none of them are, none of them are nine, right? No. No. You're a ladies' man, though, right? Not yet. <laughs> what dating advice can you give to my audience? It was some of them who want girlfriends. I'm just not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> Quinn. You, you, you done trick or treat. You played the not gonna tell us if it's a good guy or bad guy. What's next, buddy? He's more towards the bad side. That's what? my. Don't spoil hint. it. That, that's your little hint. He's more towards the bad guy. Now, uh, what what uh, what are you gonna do after this? Well, virtuality, and I play Sean Braun, but I'm not supposed to say anything else about it. Okay. Now, now, my audience loves video games. They love comic books. What are some, well, look at your eyes. You, you lit up. What are some of your favorite comic books, comic book characters, or video games that you play? What are you up to? I love Super Smash Brothers. I can tell you that. On the Wii, the Brawl. Yeah. Okay, who do you play as? I play um, Kirby a lot. Yeah, because um, yeah, you can float, right? You can get right back. Yeah. Um, Sonic. Mario, I play as him a lot. Okay. That's good. That's a good character. I like your technique. Yeah. Now, is Jigglypuff for cheaters? There's a lot of talk that Jigglypuff, the character you have to unlock, the, the Pokemon, is, is he's like a cheating character because he's too easy to play as. Mm, he's not that easy. Well, it's, his whole body inflates as a superpower. Now, now have, you tried, uh, have you tried any of the other characters? Like, you've got Snake. You've got Link in the, in the game. Who do you play as? Samus? Uh, Samus, yo, yeah. That's great! It's awesome! Superpower! Boom! Everyone's off the map! This kid's amazing. Wow. This kid is amazing. This kid is amazing. Now, now, now listen, Quinn, before I let you go, uh, you play Mario Kart? Uh, I've I can just talk video games with you all day. Nah, I don't play Mario Kart. I don't have it. Okay, okay. Wii Fit? Uh, Wii Fit? Oh yeah, we got that. This guy's 80 years old in Wii Fit. That's what it told him. That's what it told him. It told him he's way out of shape. Nah. What's your Wii Fit age? Uh, my lowest Wii Fit age is 16. I'm Adam Edward Brooks, writer-director of the season. My name is Douglas Tate. I play Simon in the season. And so what's it about? It's a kind of a Texas Chainsaw kind of movie on an Amish farm. <laughs> wow. And, and not humorous somehow. So it's a... Uh, it's kind of intense. And so you, you play, obviously, an Amish person or somebody who comes into this new society? You play an Amish. I do play an Amish person, but he's a little bit different. He's a little off. A little yes. Off. He has an MP3 player. Well, how, how is he different? 
Uh, he's different because he was born uh, not looking so good, kind of disfigured, and uh, he's been used as a slave to run the family, the home and everything. So he's been kind of used and abused. So. But I built up a lot of strength through the years, so, yeah. So he follows in the, in the footsteps of somebody like Leatherface and Jason, who's been picked on and, and cast out, and now he's it's time for revenge. Exactly, exactly. So you cast, like, a good-looking dude to play, uh, like, this mongoloid yeah. killer. Exactly. So yeah. he covers his face the whole time. <laughs> I'll go ahead. I do a lot of uh, that creature kind of work, prosthetics. I play had a part in Star Trek, the new movie this year, J.J. Abrams, and also I played a slee stack and Land of the Lost this year, so that's, those are coming out next year. And I did this in Iowa in his hometown. We shot it in. He came back to his hometown in Iowa, shot the film. It was a great experience. He's a great director. And, I mean, just from the shots I've seen, it looks unbelievable. I'm really excited for this. And he's a good – he's got a good mind, this guy, definitely. So have you thrown the season up against an audience? Are you looking forward to it if this is the first time? Uh, we've had a few other screenings, and it uh, went really well. Our first one we did back home in Iowa as a tornado relief. A tornado went through two-thirds of the town, and we had the screening there to raise money for the high school. Oh, wow. wow. And so, so the scary event leads to a scary screening, but it leads to a good cause. A scary screening. There's 50, 60, 70-year-olds there to wanting to show their support and all this, and it, and it played with them too. So. Good, a 57-year-old? No. That's great. That shows the support in Iowa. That's why it was a great experience being there. And just the look of it is amazing. You guys got to check it out, definitely. Do you guys have distribution yet? Is there a future beyond the, the film festival where we might be able to see it? Uh, no, we don't have distribution yet. So uh, you're more than welcome to come on Tuesday, 9.30, Grommans. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much. Good luck with the, with the screening, too. Thanks a lot. Take care, guys. So, uh, Aaron. We're, we're we're talking now to uh, Jimmy Olsen on Smallville. Who's that guy? I, 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 uh, we're not still talking to him. No, I'm kidding. You, do you guys get confused for each other quite a bit? Uh, it happens all the time, especially when you follow him down a line like this. It <laughs> it, it happens, but uh, on a day to day basis, it doesn't happen so much. But when we were younger, it happened a lot more. So, uh, but it's 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 kind of it, it's what happens when you're twins, you know. So. Which one's the bizarre twin? Which is the bizarre twin out of the two of you guys? I am. <laughs> I think so. I think you mean Mia's. Mia's, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, uh, that's. I think you'd have to ask a particular. Holy smokes! There's all sorts of people showing up now. I'm looking at this. Um, but yeah, I think you'd have to ask him. He might tell you a different story. But in my opinion, it's me. Now, uh, what are you here promoting at ScreenFest? Are you are you in Trick or Treat or uh, <laughs> Mike's movie? Or? I actually had about. I was up in Vancouver shooting Smallville uh, when he was up there and I did about like I had like a five second cameo there's this big like scene uh, parade scene and, and I was kind of on set that day and he's like do you want to be in the parade and I was like yeah so so I did that but um, I basically just here supporting Mike and and uh, it's really really nice to finally see the movie because it's it's amazing and uh, hopefully uh, hopefully it'll come out on a to a bigger audience soon yeah now, this seems like just a bunch of friends making a horror movie because you guys have Anna Paquin in it. You know, uh, Mike's, of course, doing it. You're sometimes roommate. Uh, what was the process of, uh, of making this movie for Mike, and uh, what are you working on besides Smallville? Um, well, I think the process for Mike, uh, he, it, I think it, he created this character, Sam, that the whole thing's based around in, like, 96 or something like that. So for him, I think it's been this long process of kind of, uh, I don't know if he's even trying to develop it into a film at the start. It was just kind of this idea that I think kind of stuck around, and there's artwork of Sam, like, all over our house. He put out, like, Halloween cards, and it, so I think it just kind of progressed into this, this film. So for him, I think it's been a long, long journey. Um, 
for me, the stuff, other stuff I'm doing, uh, I just finished a movie called The Thaw and uh, uh, Deep Cove this summer up in Vancouver, kind of horror-type films, uh, eco-thriller, kind of uh, The Thaw, and then just working, working away on Smallville for another season. So, uh, yeah, just keeping busy. So these are the horror movies that'll make Al Gore happy. Uh, any chance of, of of battling the man bear pig? <laughs> um, I would. I think it might destroy me, but I would. I would. I, I'd. I'd go for it. Although Al Gore's doing a pretty good job with that. So. Um, now, any comic books you're into? Video games? This kind of stuff my audience uh, is into. Yeah. Um. I uh, have been reading. People are always giving me comic books on set. There's a guy uh, Nathan on set, Smallville. It's always giving me stuff. So I just read. It's kind of old stuff, I think. But uh, I think it's called the, uh, the Long Halloween, Batman and. Uh, Loves book. He's one of your producers. Come on. Well, he's not really on the. Show. He's not on any. Oh, now now he's over on Heroes. Yeah. So. Yeah. But uh, so I, I I I think he left before I came in. But yeah, it was amazing. Uh, and then also some uh, uh, identity crisis and stuff like that, uh, Superman stuff. So yeah, yeah, really good stuff. And I hadn't read comics for a while. Like oh, it's been a while. So it's really good to uh, read some stuff that actually was like yeah, I should get out there and read some more. So You're getting more sophisticated story wise and character wise. Yeah. You know? Like uh, Long Halloween was like it's like a mystery, you know. Like and so actually same with uh, I thought uh, identity crisis was too. It was like a, this murder mystery. It's it's amazing. So it was pretty cool. Now, video games. Come on, you gotta you gotta be playing video games. I just picked up uh, Final Fantasy II for the PSP, like the old school. It was like the 20 year, uh, you know, anniversary or whatever. So I just picked that up, which I'm actually having a lot of fun. I forgot how fun it was. Uh, but other than that, I haven't had a ton of time to get into. It. I like role playing stuff, so I find I gotta have some serious time to get into it. And if not, then you know, I, I don't end up playing it. So, uh, so yeah, that's it for now. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Knowing that we were on the black carpet there at Screamfest, uh, Gilmore just pointed out during the uh, clip that we didn't interview one black guy. Um, so that was interesting, but, um, you know, the movie I was looking forward to at Screamfest was uh, this Dance of the Dead, but it should be out in, in video pretty soon by mm -hmm. Lionsgate. What's Dance of the Dead? Dance of the Dead is where uh, zombies attack the prom, and the only people who can oh. save the prom are the geeks who didn't get into the prom. And uh, I heard about that one. a buddy of mine is plays one of the geeks, and it's funny is he's like 33 years old. And he plays with one of the high school geeks, but he was running the Dixie Film Festival, and he's a he's a he became a friend of mine because he loved Gay Bidon and awarded it an award, and uh, and then he moved out here, and we haven't hung out yet, but we talk on the phone every now and then. He invited me to the premiere, but couldn't make it, um, and it'll be out on video soon, so. Cool. I'm looking forward to it. It sounds like a cool sounds, concept. Yeah, I heard about that. That sounds really, awesome. That sounds like a really fun 80s thing, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, something you don't really see anymore. Dance like, did you ever see the movie Special Dead that came out a couple years ago? Oh, oh shit, that God. sounds fucking amazing. No, is zombies? that what I think? Oh, well, it's, it's zombies going to a Special Olympics, and a lot of the main characters are... Uh, like retarded kids and wheelchair bound, and, and they have to save the Special Olympics from zombies? right. There's like a Where Marlboro can I find man. This fucking movie? I have no idea. You will have to go track it down. I oh saw. Oh my god, I saw that sounds like a perfect festival. film. What's of downies putting down zombies? Yeah. Oh, so many that. good log lines that could <laughs> come out of that. Think about the catchphrases in that fucking movie. It's amazing. Oh my god. This movie is the catchphrases <laughs> like like the zombies and the retards like actually sound the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they could totally have a. Th do they have? Have you seen it? Uh, no. I'm sure they have it. at least one shot where it's just like, but okay, okay. <laughs> well, Laura, uh, okay, I'll be nice to the Downs. Shout out to Uncle Bob. Shout out to Laura's Uncle Bob, who is, is Downey, and, yeah. and he loves me. 
No, you know what? I have I have an ex who's a good friend who had a. Don't be talking like I'm friends with black people because you ain't. I'm friends with black people. I've got friends who are black. Um, what the fuck I've got I've got half of me that's Hispanic. Um, that's cool. I can't be racist. You I'm can't. friends with them. We don't hang out all the time. And when they do, they're hanging from I'm trees. Still, I'm still yeah. racist, even though I'm a bunch of no, different yeah, things. I think Zach and I are both <laughs> like, yeah, what's, what's the problem? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know those people who are like, oh, I can't be a racist. I have friends with them. Uh, they do my, they friends do my with dishes. The, wait, with, with that one? Yeah. With Gilmorgo? Scourge of the South? Um, That's your new nickname. Yeah. Right Scourge there. Of the Scourge of the South. Scourge of the South. South being everything below the waist. Um, so guys, um, want to <laughs> shout out real quick to this website, sequentialplanet.com. It's a new forum starting up. The, what I like about it, I, I've been start, I've been teaching myself After Effects and Photoshop, which is really slow for me. Mm. But um, this website allows you to go on there, and all it is, it's a forum that just collects a bunch of uh, how-to videos on how to learn Photoshop and After Effects. That's where I know that from. And so I, I can learn how to do like a freaking uh dragon ball z fireball that's awesome because the videos are on there and uh i'm not too good at after effects i'm just now learning photoshop but um it's a it's a good resource if for a filmmaker like yourself right. do you know after effects i wish i i took more time to learn it in film school because I, I really didn't i i have a no couple idea how to use it. i have a couple friends that are really good in, in like on, on my short that i was telling you about there's actually a part where we use some good after effects stuff and it looks awesome but like I, th- I can't comprehend. I it. mean, I think like uh, I think once you get past the fact that it's like um, it, you have to do with, with with you have to have like select frames and work with the almost like an animator. Mm-hmm. Uh, once you get past that, it'll be quick to learn like Final Cut. Like Final Cut, once you get over that one first hump, you're right. done. Yeah, um, Final Cut's easy for me. But now. that's that's a valuable site. I think the guy who started it when I found it was I think what he wanted to do was start a comic book uh, site, kind of like a digital webbing, where like comic book artists and comic book writers could come together and start making comic books together which is how I found it but because uh, I'm like oh dude let's see if there's any artists out there who want to work um, and so what I found was a website which was like if you're an aspiring comic book artist not only can you hook up with a writer but there's a lot of how-to videos on inking and shit but That's the site's cool. only been up like a week uh, so we'll see if I'll you guys go out. there and start looking around I use it just to find out how to make fucking Hadouken balls in my videos <laughs> um Speaking of comics, we weren't speaking of comics. That's the fucking worst segue ever. Yeah, um, that's okay. We were talking <laughs> Superman and Smallville, and we were talking Brainiac when you were referencing our good contact over at Warner Brothers, who's never sending us a press off again. Um, no, she never emailed us. So, so Action Comics. She's in guys. DVD. She doesn't count. Action Comics. <laughs> uh, this um, Brainiac storyline. I tell you about this. No, Brainiac. This Brainiac storyline, where Superman faces Brainiac for the first time ever. Brainiac finds where Earth is because he sends one of these fucking nodes in Superman's brain. Is like, oh, that's where Earth is. I'm gonna go kill it, and he he puts Metropolis in a bottle, like the like the city of Kandor. Uh. And uh, this is the most badass storyline. You got to read it because it just wrapped up at issue seven. It's it's Jeff Johns and Gary Frank. It's I like the, Jeff Johns. It's the best shit ever. It'll be out on trade very soon, guys. Um, so now that it's wrapped up, it'll be out of trade. And the moments are what you would want to see in a Superman movie if Brainiac was in it. It's the most epic battle. I've been this now. You just oh, told dude. me. In, 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 all you got to know going in is Superman. You, you don't need to have read 
the earlier parts of Jeff Johns and Gary Frank's run on Superman uh, on Action Comics. You just need to know this. Just basic Superman knowledge. Just basic Superman knowledge. Like if someone said, and you got to know that Supergirl is his cousin, and she's hot. Supergirl's his cousin. Superman's the dude from Metropolis, or, or uh, lives in Metropolis. He's from um, a Krypton, and you got to know that the city of Kandor was the last city of Krypton that Brainiac kidnapped, which he does in the very first couple issue uh, pages, and he keeps it in his ship. He goes around space just collecting different civiliza- civilizations and learning from them, and then destroying what's left. Yeah, no, that's not that's not that deep. I mean, I mean, that, not that deep. Sounds pretty awesome. awesome. If you guys are looking for a Superman book. This is the fucking Superman book to get. But, about All-Star but you Superman. will lose some people in Candor when you mention. Well, that's that's the one thing that I think uh, uh, the general audience probably doesn't know. Candor, Candor isn't that pervasive. Candor is just a little city. From, Zach from saw me Krypton. learn that the hard way. Well, what happened? <laughs> what happened? What, what, These what rednecks kidnapped to? you. How did he learn Candor the hard way? Uh, you folks, you. I don't know if I'm. Am I allowed to tell? T twelve hundred. Yeah, sure. What happened? T twelve hundred. T twelve hundred. You mean the Justice League thing? Yeah. Okay, that was kind of interesting. Uh, well, he sa- he said this funny joke about the Flash. Is that is that what you're referring to? He was talking about the Flash, like how it was ridiculous how this guy got uh, you know his hit powers, by lightning yeah. and how he got his powers, and that kind of sent her away. I don't know. Is that the story you wanted me no, to tell? No, 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 no. Yeah, we, I totally. We were, we were talking comics with her, and she, she was seemed to be it. keeping up, and she oh, was really into until it. Until you said the city of Candor. Yeah, when I said the city her, of Candor, her, her she pussy, she's her, like, her pussy goes. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it with totally, the same sound effect. It totally closed. She up was on she was gone. I totally forgot about that aspect of it. I was I was transfixed on the whole the flash wrong? thing. Gilmore. I guess Gilmore, you're never gonna get laid if you start talking about shit like the city. But I, I do remember when she left. She was like, "Oh, it was nice talking to you guys." And it was like Laura? right after you had said something. And well, can I can I ask you something, L- Laura? How long have we been dating? Almost four years. Almost four years. Have I ever mentioned the city of Candor in our relationship? Never. 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 <laughs> I've shown some oh, candor. But never talked but about the no. city of candor. The fuck you talked about what's wrong with you? She was keeping up, Zach. Yeah, she was she was keeping Thank up. You. I will I will say that. Always Which stop, was kind of interesting. Always, like there's this hot Indian chick who knows what she's talking about always, with comics. Always stop while you're ahead. You know what I mean? Like like and that's, that's why true. I say I learned the candor the hard the way. The hard way. But what I'm, I'm telling the audience there we go. John tells you that candor is basic Superman knowledge. It may be, but if you're talking yeah, to someone who doesn't know is. about it, kind of stop. I mean, so, sweetie, this is this is Geekscape. You know what I mean? Yeah, like for them it is, but like for her it wouldn't. For a chick, yeah. I've never yeah. heard of Campbell. I think that's the one thing that we have to tell the audience is like, if, if you know Superman, the one extra thing is you got to know that Candor is this shrunken city that uh, Brainiac shrunk when he ripped it out of Krypton. Right before Krypton fucking exploded, dick, which it? he ended up doing. And so favorite. much, of, so much of that, yeah. so much of that is explained through the twist that you see the first issue of this seven-issue line. Brainiac actually caused the explosion of Krypton. <laughs> he sent a missile into the Krypton sun and said, "That's the awesome. sun's gonna explode." So I didn't know that. Well, for, for those who I mean, can't see a, Brian Gilmore, you just had nerd gas. It's a bit revisionist. It looks like. This run has some revision in it, but it's good, you know? You'll enjoy it. Um, speaking of revision, speaking of adaptations, things that uh, that we understand, but they may change when you adapt them into a comic book format. Uh, guys, this Halo book, this Halo comic that Marvel puts out, may be mm. one of the most disappointing comics of all time. Stopped reading it. Uh, I'm. It's only four issues, so I, like, there's one issue left. I'm going to fucking read the damn thing. Wait, it's only in four issues? Like, as yeah. of a year ago, I think the first oh, issue dude, came this out. Thing's nev- uh, this thing is the slowest book Who's ever. Who's writing it? It's not Bendis, right? It's, it's Bendis and Malise. Oh, really? Oh, dude, guys. Really? Um, Bendis, I... Guys, 
this new comic, Wildstorm put out this Gears of War comic. I had to pick it up because I knew the Gears Geekscapers would know yeah. about it. It's Gears of War. I'm pumped for Gears of War 2. Why? Uh, how, how is that? Guys, the comic does the one thing that most comic books don't do properly. It sticks right to the source material. You've got Marcus Phoenix in the book kicking ass. In this Halo comic that Marvel's putting out, mm. Master Chief is like an afterthought. He's barely in the damn thing. Right. In this Prince of Persia graphic novel, you let me borrow, that I reviewed for the we- for the website that's up right now, dude... I don't even know what the hell that was. That was like a fucking peyote-induced fever dream. With that, that was that was, that was crazy. Um, but if you guys are video game players and you guys are looking for a way into comics, somebody like Jake 108, who I don't think reads a whole lot of comics, but he loves Gears of War. His girlfriend's getting him into comics. Okay, guys, this Gears of War comic, I think it's not. It doesn't. I mean, it, it's a good book. You, you've got. Everything you want in a Gears of War comic. You've got a dude getting chainsawed in half. You've got lo- scary-looking locust dudes. You've got tough, brawny guys with huge machine guns killing them. And then it's got a cliffhanger at the end because the boomers show up. But I does mean, that compromise the story? Does it compromise the story? No, it fits right into it. I think what a, a lot of what a, uh, the other video game comics are trying to do is that they're trying to sort of add layers mm-hmm. to the video game, yeah. which, are, which is primarily action. Right. And if you just bring the action into comics, who cares? Go right. and play the game. Yeah. Like, the whole thing's supposed to be about story. Like, Prince of Persia, yeah. you said there's, like, no time manipulation or anything in Dude, there. Dude, this Prince of Persia like comic... It's adding layers, which I think but it, is but, fine. But it's not. These are not the princes of Persia that are in the princes of Persia com- book uh, video games. These oh, are totally okay. new guys. In this fucking Halo comic, Master Chief's like on like on four pages. There's like a random dude, guy from like New so, Zanzibar dude, or something like that. It's right? so bad. So it's just some random. Persian I gotta tell dude? you. I gotta tell you. If you're gonna, if you're gonna, bad. if you're gonna, if you're gonna add to the story, have the characters that you care from the video games in the damn story. And then you can add their uncles and say Darth Vader's her father and whatever twists you want to do in the comic book, do it. But you need to have the main characters that are what your your entryway into the story. You need those characters in the story. And Marcus Phoenix is in it. He's not the narrator. The narrator is a young uh, cog who's just joined up, right? <laughs> Fucking, I'm using the terms from yes, you speeches. are. Yeah. And uh, I want to hear it's time for the cold. And, and and he's like witness. You know, he's like he's like. You know he's working with Marcus Phoenix to try and go out into the ruins and, and rescue some more soldiers that are stranded out there fighting for their lives. When does it take place? I, I, I think it takes place between the two games. Okay. Oh, that's so, cool. A little bridge. That is cool. Yeah. We'll see. But you know what? From what I can tell, it doesn't matter one way or another. It's just an entertaining book. I want we the actual okay? Lancer. What is that? Fifteen left. Great. Um, Have you seen the Lancer? Yeah. The pre-order. Yeah. The, the like special edition. You get the Lancer. You get all this crazy shit with the game. How much is that, like 120 bucks? I wouldn't doubt it. I haven't seen the price, but that makes makes sense. Lancer does look neat. Um, I did take your advice, by the way. Talking about pre-orders real quick. I, uh, I, I switched off the Little Big Planet Target. Now I'm yeah. going at GameStop. So. Do you, have you already done it? Yes. Okay, good. Because you're going to get that Kratos. I was the last day. Yeah. Yeah, hand raise. What do you mean? Do you have a question? What's Little Big Planet about? It's a platformer, but you can also go and do level design. Who it, cares? What do you mean, who cares? Platformers are amazing. I'm a kid who played Sonic the Hedgehog every day Zach? for a year It's the and game half. I want since I was a child where you could just build something and then play that. Like whatever you could imagine. That's that's what that game little is about. It's a little character named Sackboy who, who goes and explores Dude, shit. I don't really game, know to be honest with you. It's the one it's a good game question. that has wanted me to play the PS3 the most. Yeah. Really? Why? Uh, I'm a big platformer fan, which you know. Uh, but plus the level design and the, the fact that the communities are all making levels that you can play against each other. You yeah. can create objects, put them in your levels. Supposedly, the uh, IGN review I heard today was that the controls aren't amazing, but um, 
it's still a great game. There's, they gave it a 9.5. That's pretty good. There, there was a video that was released today that uh, one of the guys on the beta had made where his girlfriend was playing this level and it was him proposing to her through Little Big Planet. He made mm -hmm. this whole level where she could check yes or no whether or not he uh, she wanted to marry him. Wow. That'll yeah. last. I wonder, what ha I wonder what he had programmed in for the no. Oh, exactly. You hear a gunshot from the back bedroom. The yes, the yes was awesome, and it was it was kind of a cute little video. Uh, I don't know, but but see, you have shit like I mean, aren't they trying to make this kind of like their Mario or their Master Chief? They're the they're trying is, to the make the flagship title. It's got every fucking opportunity. Because Crash Bandicoot's kind of dead. Let's face right. It. No, but it's I a mean, Scratch Bandicoot. Oh right, <laughs> Bandicoot. Bandicoot. You know who I like is this. Uh, what's the one uh, where they where they're in space? The little Mass robot guy. No, the the the, the PlayStation Metroid? game. Oh. They're in space with a little uh, Ratchet and Clank. I like those guys. Ratchet and Clank's awesome. Yeah. I want to get that. But they're not right. like titular characters. They're not characters that can represent the whole. The whole. If they're looking God. for that, see, Mario is going through an epic quest to save a princess. And Master Chief. Fucking is... Master Chief is saving the fucking world. The whole world, yeah. Like, which is huge. Yeah, more, you, how can you say this? You know nothing about the game. But that's what I'm saying. If it's so customizable, it loses identity. Sony has Salt Snake, <laughs> I think, but he's he's not like a mascot of. of but yeah, he's more, kind of like. I want to know what the story is, so I'm like. I'll be compelled to play the game and then I'll love the character. Well, you will play the well, game in my house listen, a lot. Listen, Zach's going to go pick the damn thing up. He's going to write a review on our website. You'll be happy. That sound don't, good? Don't, don't be playing devil's advocate before you even fucking know what you're talking about. You just end up looking like a nutsack. No, but I just see all these people that are really excited about the game, but they don't even know what it's about. You can be excited by a game just knowing that it's good and it's a fun experience. Like a movie. Like a movie? Yeah. You okay. Can you can be excited about things. Dude. Are That's you excited by the prospect of having sex? You don't know who you're going to have sex with. But the fact that you're going to have it is pretty awesome, <laughs> right? I know what the sex is about. Do you? The game is about building shit. Do you? All right. <laughs> Do you? Moving on. Yeah. I like, yeah. Gilmore's like, I know what sex is about. He's like, cut to him ha having sex. He's doing something completely unrelated. Um, so guys, uh, Quest. We, we mentioned Halo. Uh, Halo 3 Recon was announced. This is mm. a uh, new game that's coming out in about a year, uh, next fall. That's so disappointing. And, and it's, not, it's not Master Chief. You're playing a Hell Jumper, right? Yeah. Who gets dropped into the fucking planet. And I guess there's new, new, more stealth, stealth elements to this game because he doesn't have like the body armor and shit that Master Chief does. And he's got to take down bigger dudes. Right. So he's sneaking around the ruins, doing some cool shit. Uh, okay. It sounds really fun. Did, did I hear fun? like eight hours sounds of single player gameplay? Eight hours of single. All I know is it sounds like a little bit of Metal Gear, a little bit of Halo. And yeah. Maybe. Which which is interesting. Uh, the trailer really didn't do much for me. Really? If you're a Halo fan, the I thought full it was trailer cool. or the, the teaser? Thing. All I saw, the, I guess it could have been the you teaser. Saw the meteor shower thing? The yeah. Meteor thing? No, there's, a, there's, there's a an actual trailer. There's a trailer where he gets up in the ruins. And there's some bad motherfuckers walking past, and he's like, "Ooh, whoa! I've not, not even seen this. I better I'm not behind. fuck with them, bad motherfuckers. Bad motherfuckers go, wait, I smell something. Oh no, keep going." And he's like, "Ooh, good thing those bad motherfuckers didn't get me." Um, actual dialogue from the Halo. It's trailer. actually called yeah. Halo Bad Motherfuckers. It's called it's called it's called Halo Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> Down south, the southern scourge. Scourge right there. Scourge yeah. of the south. Halo the ATL. Yeah, the ATL. The ATL. It's cold up here in the D. Um, so, so, <laughs> so, uh, so guys, uh, Halo Three. That'll look cool. I like the Halo games. Um, it looks like the Nintendo DS is getting a new iteration. This is uh, the Nintendo DSi, which has like you lose the cartridges from the the, the the Nintendo DS 
uh, or the, the the Super Game Boy, right? The Game Boy Advance. You lose those cartridges, but you get a camera on either end. Which is what I heard they're going to try and do with the new iPhone, but they never use that technology. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, the DS, which is people are always shitting on Nintendo for their technology, technology being like one generation. They back. have cool ideas, though. The I ideas think. are revolutionary, and you know what? This looks like they're trying to catch up bad in the uh, technology um, department. Um, Does that mean like we could have like video chat, kind of like an? It'd iChat be cool. Deal? I think or awesome. like play against each other. Yeah. Put Mario Kart put our heads on each other's like carts and shit. Like they did in the arcade versions. That'd play be that? fun. Yeah. yeah, they they only have one in Disneyland. That's <laughs> that's the closest one I could find. <laughs> uh, Punch Out is coming to the Wii, and I don't care what you guys think about being a casual gamer versus a hardcore gamer. Nintendo's trying to catch up. They've got Conduit coming out early next year. Which looks cool if you're a first-person shooter fan, looks and cool. now fucking Punch Out, motherfucker! Did you see the Punch Out? Did you see the Punch Out trailer? No, I didn't. I played Facebreaker, and that was crap. I thought, Dude. but I want to see this Punch Out. Tra- punch There's Out a trailer. Okay, it's the same perspective. You've got little Mac at the bottom of the screen. Okay, you gotta know, I already you like you it. You know that you're gonna be playing like the Wii, right? And you're gonna be dodging stuff. And King Hippo, Glassjaw Joe, no way! All those dudes are back, and they look super cartooned. Out like the Wii allows. Can we get to... another Mario esque judge? All right, I think it would only be appropriate if the yeah. judge looked like Mario. But dude, this got me so pumped. Wow, I gotta see up. this. I gotta dude, see this. You can just go and, and Google it. It's perfect. Um, I got uh, a code from our good friend VJ who lives in the internet uh, for the <laughs> Call of Duty Five multiplayer uh, beta. This is Call of Duty Five World of War. World at War and it takes place back in uh, World War Two, and I played a, I played a, a couple games worth uh, with people in multiplayer, and um, I played some Call of Duty Four. I got it for my for my birthday, so that was fun. But this is back in World War Two, and um, guys, everybody's talking about Treyarch versus. Um, what's the other developer that does Call of Duty? Fo- In- Infinity, Infinity Ward. Infinity Ward. Infinity Ward yeah. And people are like, "Oh, every other game's better." Or it's like, can we just like accept the fact that what's the fucking difference? Yeah. Like, what? How big are the differences in the two games? It's the it's same like, engine. But it's like production. Oh, if it's the same engine. It's the same engine. It's gonna be the same doing... engine. I haven't played five. Especially yet. this 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 game felt like Call of Duty Four, but I'm playing with World War Two shit, and I'm running around as a Japanese dude. And I'm getting my ass shot up. Yeah, well, do you think you think the Japanese population will like this video game that much? I don't know, but the, the, it's really funny because the people in your squad are yelling like, "There's a power!" and they're yelling in like blatant Japanese type talk. Oh, like, yeah. they're releasing the dogs. They're releasing oh, the dogs. Oh my god! And then I played another level where I was a Russian playing against the Krauts. And, uh, <laughs> and so you do that in the last one. Though. I was yeah. I, I was playing as a Russian. You throw potatoes. It was badass about playing as a fucking Russian. Was uh, the the map was a little bit cooler. Uh, the map was like a courtyard setup, and there were two tanks. And I was getting my ass fucking picked off left and right because a lot of these gamers know the maps by now, and it's crazy because I you know the codes just went out. Right. But uh, my ass got in a fucking tank. And I started racking up the kills because I'm pretty good at getting shot in the back a lot in these games because I just don't have. <laughs> but when you're a tank, I don't have the fucking. I don't. I don't know it. I don't have the. I don't have the the control of my environment like a lot of people on Xbox Live do. And um, and since World War II, it'd be kind of a cop out to be able to see the enemies at all times. So you have a, a plane that flies overhead that pings the bad guys. You know, it's like a recon plane. Oh. And only when it pings the battleground do you see. At the moment where the bad guys are And then it dissipates So 
I got in this tank and I just started blowing up dogs, started blowing up bad guys. We won. You're I, blowing up dogs, John? Fuck yeah. Well, I'm surprised at you. That was my favorite but thing in Call of Duty 4 was fighting dogs. the dogs. When like the dogs oh, okay. would jump on you and you'd okay, have to like... Them dogs yeah. trying to kill them good. They're pretty hardcore dogs. Um, so we got that. We'll see you on there if you get the beta. Yeah, I, I heard the, the edge. I heard the edge that this game has though is that it's gorier. Like for example, you know, in, the other, in the other call, uh, well, my roommate Alex played it, and supposedly when you get a grenade thrown at you, you know how you have the option of throwing it back within like a few seconds. If you do it too late and you see that happening to someone, supposedly it actually blows someone's arm off. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. And you can actually hear some bone when in you're honesty, using the knife. In all honesty, this is me if I was in real war. Oh my god! Oh my yeah. god! Oh my god! So when I play these multiplayer games, I'm like. I don't have I'm running for my life I don't have time to watch this shit um, you are about to be uh, called out Gilmore Marvel vs. Capcom 2 looks like it's headed to the Playstation Network and Xbox Live I still don't believe that Gilmore's gonna I cannot wait up. Gilmore talks so much shit about how amazing he is at this game and now he's gonna so have we're to gonna have to play dude th- <laughs> so many Geekscapists wanna whip your ass in this game you're gonna have to back up your words mon frere bring it okay you heard it Bring it. So it looks like this game is slowly going to end up uh, on these uh, on these communities, and you guys are going to get a chance at Gilmore playing this game awesome. that kids in Polynesia are still playing nonstop around the uh, in laundromats. Uh, <laughs> every time you see like who plays this game, I was like, oh great, Pacific Islanders love this game. Um, Brett Ratner doing, oh, a, God, doing Brett a God of War <laughs> movie. Doing a God of War movie. This is what we're hearing. Who do you think for Kratos? Kratos, you have to have uh, Teddy Savalas. He's bald. He's beautiful. Put some chains on him. I don't. Fucking you don't. Know. You don't want Vin, Vin Diesel. Diesel. I don't. Yeah. No. Why don't, why don't we just have whoever takes all the bald roles in Hollywood? Yeah. Well, yeah. No. Samuel L. Jackson. You can't even take that guy because they got they got. Um, He's too busy who, doing who, samurai who, and what, everything what, else. What was yeah. that one movie? With the uh, the assassin game that made it to. They didn't even have a bald guy for that. They got Timothy Oliphant to play. Oh, the Hitman. The Hitman. Movie. So like, I don't know, Kratos. Let's have Gilmore or Ben Dunn for Kratos. Rah! Okay, speak, speaking of something like that though. Okay, remember the lightsaber kid, the Star Wars guy? Yeah. He's all grown up. And have you seen his new video? No. He's he's in a dorm room being Kratos, and he's like flinging these chains around. He's just this giant monster guy, white with like the red thing. It's absurd. You have to see this video. Wow. Can, it, it's can, like can God be that cool? It's not sad. <laughs> is it badass or is it sad? It's really sad. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty bad. There, there's random. There's random guys that jump out that he's supposed to vanquish, and it's like Yo, it's pretty it's terrible. It's like washed up '70s stars saying yeah. their taglines or yeah. like you know saying like totally. their catchphrases. He's still an internet star. Yo, I yeah. saw I saw these these uh, these urban individuals uh, displaying their hump moves in a video. It's got like two million hits. It's just the, these black dudes playing R and B, and they're going. Yeah, I'm the penetrator, and they're they're all five in the room together, what? fucking putting on their groove moves. On uh, Graham sent it to me, and I was like, "What?" They're just like, "Yeah, this is what I'll do to you, girl." And then another guy gets in front of the camera and goes, "I'm called the badge tear up, or something like that." And he's like, "Yeah." <laughs> and, and, and there's a part in the video sounding. where all five of them are in the room by themselves, like with each other, grinding nothing, like showing their hump moves. That's, and I'm like, "That's creepy." There's something gay about that, dude. <laughs> like how many views did that one video you sent me get about yeah. just the hot chick getting on the motorcycle? There's like some absurd number like that. A million. A mi- yeah. Um, so YouTube is still my favorite place on the internet. 
Um, so guys, I think that should be our episode. Um, we've got merch at geekscape.net, magnificent shirts, and uh, and free pins with every order. Uh, on top of that, you guys can be our friends on Facebook. Uh, just search for Geekscape, join our club. Geek, uh, MySpace is myspace.com slash geekscapenet. Of course, there's forums at geekscape.net. If you want to see more of Zach Haddad, um, go to uh, filmthreat.com, where yeah. he's a reviewer. He now has a big red mark on the back of his ass. ass. Yeah, it, it hurts just a little bit. Um, but we're going to see more of you in the Geekscape. Oh, yeah? Come hang out. Yeah, I'm write done. some shit. I'm done for that. Actually, Brian and I were talking about a, a little short idea. I don't want to, right? No, do, do not reveal it here, my friend. Yeah, I'm not going to reveal it. It's I'm it's just more saying. It's a public service announcement. It's a public service announcement. Let's put it that way. It's pretty. Yeah. Leave that little nugget for them to continue watching. We'll see you guys next week, okay? Bye. Cool? See you next week. Have a good one. Oh, <laughs>